Jeanette McLean and Diana Wright with Fact of Speak, The Universe Listens. What we love doing is inspiring and providing the tools needed for our listeners all over the globe to be your best selves, to live your best lives, and to easily create abundance in your relationships, finances, and health. Stick with us each week and we will share with you what we have learned so far and what we are still learning as we continue to trade in an older version of ourselves for a more dynamic, happier, in tune with the flow of the universe and all things good version of ourselves. Today's topic is, you can be a victim or a victor, not both. Well, we all have stories that we tell each other yes. and that we tell ourselves. And so it seems like um, if you could ask anyone, like, tell me about yourself, they'll start with a story about mm-hmm. themselves. Like, I'm, I'm a happy person because of X, Y, and Z. Or I'm a sad person because of X, Y, and Z. But we all have a story and we all have stories that we tell ourselves. Yeah. And... Whatever stories we tell ourselves, that's the life that we end up living out. And the funny thing is, we always repeat the same stories over and over again, and then that's the life that we will continue to live. And we don't realize that just the repeating of the story is exactly what holds that story in place. And so a lot of times you'll hear people say things like, "Um, the reason why I'm so, so mean is because my brothers used to whip my behind <laughs> and in order for me to survive I had to be mean I had to have a rough a tough mouth I had to learn how to fight I had to defend myself and so that's why I'm a mean person or you know for me for example I tend to be on the shy side and I would be like well the reason why I'm so shy is because of X, Y, and Z that has happened in my life you know, and we, we tend to do this. We have these stories. We repeat the same stories over and over again and not realizing that that very story is the story that's keeping us in the mode of victim. Mm-hmm. And so if we want to change from victim to victor, we have to start telling ourselves a different story. Okay. So I know for for me and like, you know, I have many stories. So, and the the things that I have told myself, I would say, let me start with, you know, um, a story that was told to me when I was a young girl in my family that um, we had this curse on our family. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know what the curse was, but it was a curse. I used to hear it all the time. We're going to always be in this certain situation because there's this thing that's on us. So I grew up that way, just basically thinking, okay, well, if this goes wrong, it's because of the curse, whatever that curse is. So I believed it. My brothers and sisters would say it. They still say it, you know, so. So um, what was the curse? The curse basically was just that, you know, we would never be, I guess, successful, financially free. Things would just continue to keep happening. I remember my grandmother always saying, if some, when something bad happened, oh, 
you just got that 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 curse we got to break that curse or something about what i would say something about a black cat all of that kind of stuff it was some crazy stuff <laughs> you know and i was raised by my grandmother so i believed it and just carried it over into um pretty much my adult life until you know and i'm not sure who told me was that you know well things happen because you believed in that really i told you that you did <laughs> <laughs> you did and really there is no curse you know what curse mm -hmm. you know things happen it's a part of life and it's just something that you know i had to change my mindset mm -hmm. on because i would probably about a few months ago yeah my brother would say we got to break this curse and i would tell him we don't have a curse mm -hmm. you know it's just what we're going through right now but we can change it from that standpoint and so I, th I think the funny thing is mm -hmm. that if you believe that is a curse, then you do have a curse. No, like, okay. Yeah, so as long as your family members believe that I am cursed, then you will act exactly how you believe. And so it's not just things are happening and you're just in this situation. It's, I believe I have a curse, therefore bad things happen to me. Okay, well, so, you know, yeah, I've heard the curse and all those kind of things, but I also know just from in my life, yes, bad things has happened, but good things have happened as well. So that, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but that curse was kind of more on, I would say, on a financial side, mm -hmm. you know, and I can say that I believed in that part, mm -hmm. you know, because my finances up and down, back and forth, that kind of thing. And I would have it in the back of my mind. Yep, that's the curse, mm -hmm. you know, so sometimes I might just use that as a convenience, you know, that's the curse. Instead of blaming it on something else, I may not have followed through on things that I needed to follow mm -hmm. through on, you know, doing my part. So um, I guess you can say that, you know, you believe in it what yeah. you believe in yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because we will believe stuff and it'll be so deeply rooted and we don't even realize that we believe what we believe mm -hmm. and um i remember talking to you about the curse and i remember when um it was almost like this light bulb just came on in your head <laughs> like oh yeah my family believes that we're cursed as it relates to finances or whatever and it was like a light bulb but I also remember a moment like that that I had and this was literally um, it's not anything that was a big deal but I remember talking to my mom because when we were kids she would always pack all of this food for us whenever we were traveling mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like we going on a field trip you know, the field trip was going to last about four or five hours, but we would have chicken oh, and yeah. sandwiches and, you know, sodas wrapped in aluminum foil mm -hmm. and frozen. All and, of it. You know, all kinds of stuff. And so as an adult person, I was like, you know, why did we pack so much food? And she was just kind of like, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know why we pack so much food. And so I said, well, let's not because we were going on a trip. And I said, well, let's not pack food. If we get hungry, we'll just stop along the way and get something to eat. And she's like, oh, <laughs> that's why we pack so much food. Because in my day, we couldn't just stop and get something to eat. She was like, for one thing, we didn't have a McDonald's on every corner. Right, right. And for another thing, you know, you never knew if black people were welcome wherever you might stop. You know, be, um, Negroes not allowed. Yeah. And so that thing had carried on from her lifetime into my lifetime <laughs> and for my lifetime it didn't even have any basis for it but we still did it mm -hmm. and so it's like a lot of things like that in our life and it would 
it would really be hard to pick them apart because there's so much a part of you and you don't even realize that it's there and you're just doing certain behaviors because you think that's the way it's supposed to be when really is no reason to do it like that. I agree. My grandmother used to do the same thing. I mean, the fried chicken, the sandwiches, wrapped all neat everywhere we went, you know, where she went. And when I was little, we used to do the same thing. And every little travel, you're going to get a whole lot of food, Mm -hmm. you know. And when I remember you saying and telling this story, you know, I didn't realize what that was the reason, Mm -hmm. you know. So in my grandmother's, you know, time and your mom's as well, that's exactly what they had to go through. You know, so that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and and this while I'm still on the same subject in terms of um, telling stories, this is just a cute little story that one of my professors had told me years and years ago. And she was saying how when she got married, she had her first Christmas. And so she had cooked the ham, but before she cooked it, she cut off the end <laughs> of one ham and she put it on the stove to boil and then put the rest of the ham in the oven. And her husband is like, why are you doing that? And she's like, because that's how you're supposed to cook a ham. You cut one end <laughs> off and you put the rest in the oven. And he's like, that doesn't even make sense. And so they call her mom and say, you know, isn't this how you're supposed to do it? And mom is like, no, I used to cut the end off for the ham because the oven was too small to hold the entire <laughs> ham. And so it's funny how um, customs and rituals yes. will take place based off of nothing. And it's just, it's just passed on. But a lot of the stories from the past are passed to us, mm-hmm. right? And then we just repeat them. Oh, They're not even our stories. We repeat them, and then we live it out. And it's like, this happened in my mom's family. This happened in her mom's mm-hmm. family. And we think that's how it's supposed, supposed to be. Yeah. When in all reality, it may have been a purpose for the originator, but it has nothing to do with us mm-hmm. today. And we have the power to do something different. But we have to even become aware that there is something different. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, a lot of times we will gravitate to stories, especially that happened in our childhood, um, things that have happened bad. And, um, you know, in our formative years, we allow those things to affect us, which, you know, it makes sense. We're, you know, we're vulnerable and things happen and they're hurtful. It could be being ridiculed at school in front of the class. Maybe you couldn't do a math problem at the front of the board. And from that day forward, you're like, I'm just not good at math. Right. Well, the truth is you couldn't figure out that math problem that day at the board. It really doesn't mean you're not good at math, but because you started telling yourself that, you started believing it. And of course, now you're not good at math. Right. And so um, just in general, we tell stories about this is how we are because of this. And the key is if we want to move from victim status to victor status, we have to change the storyline. And so, for example, there there are pretty much two ways that I can think of to change the storyline. So, for example, I was, you know, physically abused, I was sexually abused, I was emotionally abused, I was poor, you know, everything you can think of, you know, negative, just poured in my lap. I was just a mixture of all that stuff. And so for a long time, I was like, you know, I wanted to be invisible. I didn't want to be seen. And so I was just very quiet, very shy, kind of stood in the background. Um, And the story I told myself was because all these things, bad things happened to me, I'm going to continue to be abused if I put myself out there. 
I'm going to, con you know, so being quiet and not being seen was my way of protecting myself. Um, and I also felt like, you know, maybe I wasn't worthy. Maybe I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, why did everybody choose me to abuse? You know, why did I get the, the bad hand with everything? Because, you know, I wasn't enough. I wasn't good enough. And so the story, that was the story I told that kept me in a place of despair and depression and sadness and just seemed like, you know, just darkness mm -hmm. or whatever. But when I, what I did was flip the script. So I had the same story. All those things did still happen to me. But I was like, well, because I was abused, because I was sexually abused, because I was physically abused, I have more compassion than the average person. Like I understand pain. I understand hunger. I understand feeling weak and worthless. I understand all that. So I'm full of full of compassion because of that versus I'm full of despair because mm -hmm. of that. Um, I changed the storyline where it's because of all those things, I see myself as powerful and as a victor because I survived. I don't know if everybody can, but I know I did. Because of those things, I feel like I'm smart. I'm a smart person. I learned a lot. Um, I already know, you know how to avoid the pitfalls and I know what to look for because of those things. And so what I've chosen to do is flip the script. So yeah, those things did happen, but I received a, a ton of benefits from it. So that's one way to change the story. Another way to change the story is actually, you know, to just accept the story. Like, yeah, these things happened to me. And because of those, like, I, I used to be shy or I am a shy person, but I'm learning every day to overcome that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you take whatever the story is and you put a butt on it or however on it. So, yeah, that was my story. But now this is my new story. And you start writing a new story and writing a story that is, is believable because you can't just say, well, I was shy, but now... I can, you know, I'm the world's greatest public speaker. Well, that may not be believable to you. But you can say I was shy. But now I'm realizing that I have things to say and that people want to hear what I have to say. So it's just kind of changing it up a little bit. And that's definitely, you know, it, it's a great story, you know. But when you are in, you know, such a, when you can be in such a dark space and all you feel is, you know, just hurt and you, there's no light. How do you even pull yourself out of that when you're just so low and so down? How do you even want to even, you know, go to the point of, of, you know, like what you did? How do you even get there? Right. And that's a good question. Like the, how do you want to, how do you make yourself want to do something? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to put a pin in that right now for okay. how do you want, make yourself want to do it. But if you do already want to, you just don't know how, then the thing that you have to do is just open up that door of light. So I'm, I'm in pain, but I'm believing that tomorrow will be better. So I'm in pain, but I can see that there's a possibility for something different. And so even though you're acknowledging, like you, you feel this pain, you're feeling whatever it is, but blank and so you put in on the other side of that butt whatever you would like to happen and as long when you start telling that different story that story will start to play out because they they it's been proven scientifically 
that the brain does not know the difference between what's real or what's imagined. And so if you start imagining a different future for yourself, your brain will start producing that and then you will create that in your life. So whatever you're thinking, you're going to create. And so you need to be very careful about what you're thinking. Like, I already know what you're thinking because I can see what you've created. Mm -hmm. And so it's always a perfect match. What you're thinking and what you've created in your life is always a perfect match. And so if we don't like what we see in our environment, then we have to change the thoughts that's in our mind. And we got, might not necessarily believe what we're saying, but if we can just imagine the different thing, if we can imagine that I'm no longer in pain or that there's a day that I can no longer be in pain, start imagining that, start speaking that as your new story. Okay. You know, that's wonderful. So I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, with if you're in an environment that, I mean, there is no positivity around and you have no recourse at this particular time to get out of this situation or this environment, but what you're saying is that within you, change your mind, change your story, exactly. and start believing in that, mm -hmm. regardless of what the environment you are in, like right now, mm -hmm. you know, within that whole environment changed based on what you've changed in your mind right. and what you keep telling yourself. Right. It's kind of like dreaming out of mind sight okay. instead of eyesight. Okay. And then I know um, we had mentioned this earlier in another podcast about deciding, just making a decision. Mm -hmm. And so that's just a huge thing. It's just when you decide you want something different, then things different are going to show up. Yeah. And, you know, decide, the word decide in itself, the C-I-D-E, that means to kill, to kill off. And when you decide something, you have killed off every other possibility. So this, making a decision is not the same thing as, oh, I hope this is going to happen, mm -hmm. or I pray that that is going to happen, or I want this to happen. A decision is a decision, and you have cut off everything else. And so when you decide, I want something better, then everything is going to change for you. I mean, it, even, and I agree, because even with the situation that I was in many, many years ago, um, a low situation, hurt, low self-esteem, those kind of things that I allowed possibly someone else to, you know, to inflict on me, I had to decide this was not for me. I wanted something different. And I didn't stay in that space that I was a victim. I had to decide that I wanted to be the victor. And once I decided that, everything else, actually everything else, you know, changed in my life mm -hmm. within that one step. And, and that's so important. Like, I, I love that you say that and that you made a decision and everything else changed. And, and that's really what we need to do, really, is just practice making decisions and practice staying in that decision. Mm -hmm. And so what we can do is start catching ourselves when we're playing that old script and then replacing it with a new script. So if, I'm, if I hear myself saying, I can never do blank mm -hmm. thing right, or I always blank. And you know, you think about it, you know, do you always blank? Mm -hmm. Or did that happen two or three times? Or can you really never do this right? Or did you mess up two or three times? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a huge difference. Right. Always <laughs> and never. Exactly. When you think about the definition right. of that. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we can start catching ourselves, saying those stories, 
and then replacing them with a different story. I didn't get it right this time, mm -hmm. but I've learned some stuff. So I know next time it's going to be better. So what do you do when you have not... I mean, keep going. <laughs> Not when, you know, it's things that you're pretty much telling yourself, but you have others that's in your ear telling you you'll never be successful or, you know, um, you're not good enough or you, or you can't do such and such. And that's all that you hear. And it's in your ear everywhere that you go. How you separate yourself and say something different and create that other story for yourself? Well, you know, honestly, I have never been faced with that before in terms of... Um, really listening to what other people say I've, I'm like an internal person like I think about what did I think about that mm -hmm. now that's not always good because a lot of times I'm my worst critic <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's like how do you overcome your your ne your own negative self-talk right. but also as you're saying the negative self-talk of others mm -hmm. so that's the question that's on the table do you have any thoughts on that um it will go back to believing in yourself. Um, and I know that could be another question, well, how do you do that? But, you know, um, telling yourself something different where if you have someone in your ear um, that is constantly telling you you'll never be successful or you'll never be able to do X, Y, Z. Um, but listening to, like what we were talking about in an earlier podcast, listening to um, that voice within in the sense of, yes, you can, you know, if it's something that you going back to want, if that's what you want for yourself, then eventually you can block that other voice out mm -hmm. because that's not really you if it's something that you want. And that's what I did for myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer that if we want something, then it's for us. Mm -hmm. Like I believe if it was put in us to even want it, then it's for us to have. And I don't believe that oh, it's not for us right now, or mm -hmm. God wants us to wait, and God don't want us to have right. I feel like God wants us to be happy, and God would want us to be happy right now, today. And that it's up to us that, that the, there's a way for it to happen today. And it's up to us to tap into that and um, take responsibility for that. And I think it's so important that we take responsibility for everything that happens in our lives and not be so quick to say, oh, well, this happened, therefore I can't do that, or this happened, therefore I have to do this. Um, because when we take responsibility, then we, we start making things happen different. Things, things happen differently when I believe I caused that to happen. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to start causing some different things, things to happen. happen. So thanks for joining us today. Um, remember that we can either be a victim or a victor, but we can't be both. So let's just practice catching ourselves when we are playing the victim role and start replacing that story with a new story. Until next week, this is our vet. This is Diana. 